What is going on, everybody? Jordy Cannell here. Thank you so much for checking out this episode of the Bullpen Cart Podcast, presented by Thunderblogsports.com. It is myself and Greg Piatelli previewing the 2021 MLB All-Star Game, the Home Run Derby, the game itself. We go through everything regarding next week. We also look at the hot team of the week, some players that are on a tear, the upcoming Phillies-Red Sox weekend series at Fenway. This one was a lot of fun to record. Cannot wait to hear what you guys think. Let us know in the comments. Follow us on Twitter, ThunderBLG, Thunderblog Sports on Instagram. Subscribe to the podcast. Leave a five-star review. Search the bullpen cart wherever you get your podcasts. Enjoy the episode. Enjoy the baseball. And here we go. Presented by Thunderblogsports.com, the namesake of the Bullpen Card Podcast feed. I, of course, am the G-Man, Jordy Cannell. Joining me, as always, the man, the myth, the legend himself. We're doing this in back-to-back weeks. Give yourself a pat on the back, Mr. Greg Piatelli. How are you, my friend? Couldn't be happier, Jordy. First time we've done back-to-back in for baseball in two years. Uh, yeah, we kind of. So, I don't know if we did last year or not. Last year was kind of a weird year. Oh, I guess we did. I guess we did do it. We tried to, and then football happened, and uh, it got all crazy. Oh, it was the NHL playoff the bubble? The bubble for both hockey and football, uh, hockey and basketball, and then football started. Baseball, we had weird coverage last week, um, and yeah, it was it was all kind of crazy. But yes, back to back this year, and then obviously the hockey playoffs and the basketball players are still going on. Hockey wrapped up last night, recording this Thursday evening. But yeah, very excited, Greg. Now, we're going to lead things off. We're going to try to get back to some of our old segments, but lead this thing off with something that happened last week as we were wrapping up the show, as we were editing. The All-Star lineups got announced, and people might have been wondering why we didn't have it last week, and that's because we recorded beforehand. So, Greg, All-Star game came out. What do you think... Of these, do you want to run through the starters? you want to talk about the Red Sox who made it? How do you want to address the All-Star game? Uh, talk about the format and talk about the uh, – let's do the Home Run Derby. We'll do a prediction. Okay. We'll do uh, how the Red Sox are have the most players of anyone in the American League, any team in the American League, and uh, talk about how, how uh, Reese got snubbed. <laughs> I mean, yeah, let's jump into the home run derby. We <laughs> uh, we can talk about general snubs. We don't need to just make this uh, me complaining about deep cut Phillies that should have should or should not have make it. Uh, but yeah, the home run derby is going to be awesome. We have Shohei Otani, who is a starter as a DH. Who knows if he may pitch or not, but he is in the home run derby. It's going to be pretty awesome to see. We got some home run. I think we... Got- we- we we should do a whole segment on Shohei Otani after in the great debate. Okay. Should they pitch or we can do it now. Should they pitch him? Should they let him pitch one inning just so he'll be the first player to ever pitch and hit? I don't know if he's the first player ever, but he'll be the first player to, to hit and era, pitch. Certainly. In 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 an all-star game. 
Um, I mean, that'd be cool. It'd be pretty sweet to see him do it. Uh, it's actually a good question, too, of do they suspend the three batter minimum so that all the guys can get into the game? Do we know about this? Sorry, what is it? Well, you know, how, there's the three batter minimum rule now, right? That a pitcher needs to either complete the inning or face three batters before he can be pulled. Well, that's that's in real games. Are they going to do that for the All-Star game? That's what I'm saying. Do, do we think they're going to do it in the All-Star game? It would make sense to just say, fuck it, don't don't enforce this rule. But who knows? Yeah. That's a good that's a good that's a good point. Yeah. Um, or like the matchup everyone wants to see is Shohei versus Tatis or you know what I mean? Like Yeah. Atani just Atani just shut down the Red Sox. Have they announced starters yet? But Atani just shut down the Red Sox. The best offense in baseball. Well, the starting uh, pitchers. Uh, I don't think they have no, officially. No. All right, sorry. Go, we, go back to the bracket. So Shoyatani, number one seed. Number one seed. He is facing off against Juan Soto of the Washington Nationals, who only has 11 home runs, but a, obviously a, a big home run hitter, a big name. Uh, should be a fun one to watch. I mean, all these are going to be great. Number two seed, Joey Gallo, facing Trevor Story, the hometown guy, also 11 homers there. Matt Olson facing off as the three seed, facing off against Trey Mancini. Incredible story with him beating cancer and is now in the home run derby in the all-star game. And then the four, five Salvador Perez catcher for the Royals versus Pete Alonzo, the polar bear from the Mets. Greg, who are you most excited to see in this? It's so weird because like how, like Perez has been playing for how long and this year he decides to join the home run derby. Like it just, it just seems crazy to me. Not crazy, but it's like a funny storyline that he would choose this year. I, granted, he has 20 home runs this year. He's having a good year, but it's just funny. I don't know if he's been in one before. Maybe I'm wrong, but because um, he's certainly been an all-star before. Mancini, obviously, coming back, uh, you know, his big thing. I want to show people that there's life after cancer diagnosis and chemotherapy, blah, blah, blah. He missed last season with stage three colon cancer. He's healthy now, having a pretty decent year, 15 home runs uh doing not bad but uh matt olson from the athletics is 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 a another random guy in there trevor story the hometown is a good thing and then a texas ranger with joey gallo also another random guy like normally we're used to the we're used to the home and derby being big names right like otani soto people say is a big name and then obviously uh the Mets, uh, Pete Alonso, big name. But other than that, like everyone else is sort of under the radar kind of guys. Obviously, Terra Story being the hometown, but everyone else is under the radar. Like that's sort of a, a good thing to see this year. I know you asked me who I'm most excited to see. Long winded answer, but I just think that there's not the superstars like, oh, I have to watch for Vlad Guerrero. I guess you could argue you have to watch for Shohei. You have to watch for Pete. Um, but, and then obviously, Terra Story's he does. He's been, you know, a name brand guy a few a few different years. Where he, remember the one year, I think it was when he was a rookie, he had like eight home runs in seven days to start the season. Uh, and Joey Gallo mm-hmm. always has a ton of home runs. He just has a shitty batting average and strikes out when he doesn't hit a home run. Um, mm-hmm. So he's he's somebody in there that people will be excited about. And he's the Rangers' lone, I believe, lone representative in the All Star game. Uh, so it's oh no, they did they have a pitcher in there, Kyle Gibson. Uh, lone position player. Oh no, or the rookie Garcia, who he would be one that would be good to, to show off. Gar- or Adolis Garcia, who made it. The Rangers with three different guys. Good for them. Um, but regardless, 
Joey Gallo is a name that, at least home run-wise, if you play fantasy baseball, you do DFS or anything, you at least know of him because he can go off at any point in time. Yeah. Are you excited to see the altitude and the balls go super far? I am. I think that's going to be awesome. Um, To your point, like, Tatis a couple weeks ago hit a bomb that was, like, 460 or maybe even over 500 feet at, at Quartz Field. Uh, it would be fun to see him in this and see how far he could he could bomb this thing, uh, but yeah, or even even get like that bitch boy judge who people think is good, like get him in one or 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 uh, Giancarlo, you know, get someone who like, I mean, Vladdy obviously turned it down because he wanted and he doesn't want to mess up his swing again like last year, but two years ago, two years uh, ago, no All Star game last let's, year. Let's mess up some of these guys' swings, you know. Let's get some of these big names in there. Greg, are you saying that you're worried about the Yankees? Uh, no, I'm not worried about the Yankees. Sounds like you're worried um, about the Yankees. Eight and a half I'm games. About, I'm worried about the Rays, I'll tell you that. I'm worried <laughs> about the Red Sox pitching staff, I'll tell you that. Not, honestly, though, at this point, like, I, we talked about this, but the Red Sox, they, like, the Rays went on a crazy run in, in June in terms of, like, that win streak they were on, and the Red Sox are still in first place. So, to me, that's a good sign, but at the same time, the starting pitching it's the Red Sox to lose, right? The starting pitching needs to figure this stuff out. They gave up a lot of runs to an Oakland Athletics team who does not is not known for their runs, so run scored. So uh, need to figure that one out. Um, but anyway, and, sorry, and an and an athletic uh, an Angels team also is not not known for a lot of runs. So that's a different conversation for a different story, Jordy. Hormon Derby, break it down. One versus eight. Otani versus Soto. Who you got? Uh, I'm going to go with Otani because it'd just be more fun to see him continue to go. Um, I believe, yeah, they're both, I believe they're both, yeah, they're both left-handed hitters. Uh, and this is, if I remember course field, field correctly, it's better for righties. They have that big fence in right field for left-handed hitters. So this, the field is a wash. Both guys can hit the shit out of the ball. Um, longest home run, Joe, um, Soto's is 437 and Shohei's is 470 feet. Both of those are at home. Or no, uh, Soto's was in Atlanta. But, um, yeah, I'm going to go with Shohei because it's just more fun and the story would be great. All right, let's go to Joey Gallo versus seven Trevor Story. I'll go with Trevor Story, hometown guy. Knows the park, knows where to go. Yeah, and in the current era of the shot clock, We've had two hometown winners. Bryce Harper did it when he was still with the Nationals three years ago. And Todd Frazier did it in the very first year in Cincinnati. And then it also was done by Ryan Sandberg uh, when the All-Star game was at Wrigley Field the year I was born, which is crazy, 31 years ago. But he, like I mentioned, he's always been a power threat, and he hits bombs. I mean, he hits a lot of long home runs, obviously, at Coors Field. But he gets the job done. He hit he. His exit velocity averages well over 100 miles an hour. I mean, insert every single player here that has that. But, uh, yeah, he knows the park. I just think it's it's that easy. I think uh, – all right. I'm, uh, all right. I'll give, you, I'll give you that one. Matt Olson, the Oakland Athletic. Yep. Versus Trey Mancini, three versus six. I would say – like, I'd love to say the story keeps going for him, and he's having a good year. Um, but Matt Olson is pretty fucking awesome to watch. And he, 
does very well for a ballpark that shouldn't do very well for home run hitters. Um, the Coliseum is pretty pretty large, and I think it, yeah, according to this, it, it ranks near the bottom for home runs, for a number of different things. No surprising to hear this, that Coors Field is up there. Um, he Olsen, Olsen a lefty, though. Olsen a lefty. He sits at righties park. But to finish the point, Olsen, in his career, has more home runs on the road than he does at home. So... This might be good for him. He is facing Trey Mancini is a right-handed hitter. That probably gives him a bit of of an advantage because I believe, again, I could be dead wrong on this. People might be laughing at me listening to this. But it could give him something there. It'd be great to see that story continue to go and he mashes the ball too. But uh, Olsen, pretty fucking good. You got the Olsen there. And then 4-5, Salvador Perez, who talked about it, versus... Pete Alonzo. Um, it's kind of a weird one. Alonzo is probably the answer, but I don't know. Perez might be trying to show something here of that he's a valuable member of his team. He's really good at, you know, being a power hitter. Um, but I don't know. I, I'm going to go with Alonzo here. Just because I don't, I really don't know what Perez is going to be working with in a home run derby. Frankly, <laughs> that's the only reason why it's a pretty dumb answer. Uh, it just fe- it would feel weird with him. I don't know. I, I'm just going to go with Alonso and, and shut up. <laughs> that's the only upset you have in the in the first round, Jordy. No, I Trevor Story is the seventh seed. Oh yeah, well I forgot you picked the hometown guy. I, I picked differently, so okay, got it. Um. Awesome. And so we'll go Atani versus Story, 1-7. Uh, I'm going to stay with Story. I'm going to say hometown guy. Olsen versus Pete. Um, I'm going to go with Olsen. Olsen, Story. Uh, fuck it. We'll say a hometown guy wins again. Trevor Story. Wow, Jordy. Fuck it. Wow. Good for you. Way to go out on a limb, honestly. Yeah, picking the seven seed. That's a good one. Huh. That's a good one. What about you? What do you, what do you think? Just pick um, one. We don't need your whole bracket. Just pick one. Wow, rude. First all right, if you want to go through it. No, please, by all means. I'm going to go Pete Alonzo. Okay. I like it. What, it just be good to support Stevie G or? Meet the Mets. Come on. Although, actually, it would be Pete Alonzo versus Shohei Otani because it's a bracket. There's no receiving, so... I shouldn't have reseeded. So if you you had Story versus Olsen, you pick Story. Uh, Otani versus Alonzo. What do you got? Um, I'd say Shohei. Shohei be fun. Probably Pete Alonzo. So, Sho- so then you got then you got so Shohei versus Story in the finals, and you're going to pick Story. Awesome. Um, yeah, I'm going to go Pete. I think Pete gets it done. Period. End of discussion. Okay. And I think the American League. I think the American League wins for what is like probably the thirtieth year in a row. Uh, I don't think that's the case. <laughs> considering Bryce Harper won three years ago and two no, years no, I ago. Meant like, I, meant, I meant they win the game, the actual game. Oh, the All-Star game? Um, yeah. It is Obviously, worth noting, too, that Pete Alonso was the champion two years ago, so that's that's good. Um, I don't yeah, think I, that's I right either about the All-Star game. The American League had, did have right. a streak for a while of how many games in a row right. they won. 
I don't know. Let's talk about the actual game, though. So we mentioned it. Uh, we actually didn't run through the starters. Starters for this game are pretty good. I don't think there are any serious... We can talk about snubs in terms of the, just the general lineup, but with a fan vote, I feel like the fans, especially in the National League, I feel like they got it right. Uh, but the AL, it's Salvador Perez at catcher, Vladdy Jr. at first base, Marcus Simeon at second, Rafael Devers from the Red Sox at third, Bogarts from the Red Sox at short, Mike Trout was voted in as a starter for the Angels, Aaron Judge from the Yankees, Teoscar Hernandez from the Blue Jays, then Shohei Otani for DH, the NL. We got Buster Posey at catcher, Freddie Freeman, the reigning MVP from the Braves at first, Adam Frazier from the Pirates at second base, Nolan Arenado from the Cardinals at third. Greg, do we think Nolan Arenado gets booed during the introductions? No. Okay. Uh, yes. Okay. Fernando Tatis Jr. from the Padres at shortstop, Ronald Acuna from the Braves, and then the two Reds, Nicholas Castellanos. And Jesse Winker, all are your starting outfielders for the National League. Greg, do we want to run through the reserves, or do you just want to pick one that you think should have been a starter, but because the fans voted, was snubbed from being a starter? Um, I like that. I, is having a good year. I love Bo Bichette. Yeah, from the, from the, the uh, Blue Jays? You'd put him ahead over uh, yeah. Bogarts? No, I don't, but I think he's great. Um, let's see. Who? Uh, no, I think honestly, I think this this American League starters is they got it right. I guess you could. Zanino is having a good year in Tampa, but I think with how many home runs Perez has put up uh, in Kansas City, I feel like he has to be the starter. Maybe. I guess you could replace. Ta- uh, Teoscar Hernandez, but is he a former Philly, by the way? Teoscar Hernandez? Um, I think you're thinking no. of Cesar Hernandez, who plays in the Indians now. No, do you, and do the Phillies have someone named Teoscar? Uh, no. All right, never mind. No, no. All right, I thought they did. Um, no, I think I think the American League got it right, and I think the National League, uh, Marcus Lindbetts, non-biased. No, Brandon Crawford. I mean, Tatis is tough to start over him. Jesus. Why, because Tatis tough. was hurt? Tatis has been hurt and is still up there in terms of all major know, statistical that's categories. A, that's what I mean. and the, That's what I mean. That's what, But Crawford probably deserves it. I guess you could make him your DH and start him at DH, but ooh, that's a tough one. Marcus Lynn over, over Winkler. Really? You think so? Why not? I mean, his numbers, you, you mentioned pre-show, they're down. And Winker, he uh, he hits a lot of dingers, and he has a 305 batting average. It's pretty pretty yeah, good. 305 is nothing. 305 is nothing. Uh, pretty good. I think third base is one that, that could be uh, debated a little bit with Arenado. I think Justin Turner probably could get there. I feel like, uh, although he's hurt right now, but I feel like you could make an argument for a Chris Bryant type. Um, that's a that's a pretty interesting conversation. I feel like to be had. Turner batting three hundred three, fourteen homers, forty five ribbies coming into the literally at their at his halfway mark of eighty one games. Um, Wait, where, Trevor Story didn't make the All Star team. How is he competing? Because he's a hometown guy. They can they uh think they actually I don't know if, he, if it's even a rule about whether or not they uh 
need to be on the all-star team. I know some guys feel weird about it if they're not on the all-star team getting invited, but they wanted to have a Rocky there. Um, Cause I feel like Jody, that's a bigger, a that's a bigger deal you. to the hometown fans. If they don't have a, a guy in the home run derby. That's a good point. And they don't really have, they don't have a, they have a, I guess they have a starting pitcher. Yeah. They're, they're not they having a very a, good year. The Rockies. Yeah. Um, we know, we know DeGrom's going to be the starter for the national league. Granted, if he, unless he pitches this weekend, who is the start in the American League? That's a great question. Um, I'd say, I mean, it's basically you're asking who, what is the, uh, what do we think is our AL Cy Young so far throughout this year? I don't know. I, I mean, you'd have you'd have to say Bieber, but he's hurt now. Yeah, that's a good one. I was going to say uh, Radon from the White Sox. I feel like that's a pretty uh, yeah, good one. Yeah. yeah, he's having a good year. He's having a really good year. All right. A lot of strikeouts. A no hitter. Yeah. Name brand. It's not Cole. It's not Cole. It's not Evaldi. It's not Gibson. You could make it Gibson and really give the give the Rangers. Wow, how did how did I whiff on forgetting about Kyle Gibson? Um, regardless, you could give the Rangers some more hope. False hope. I don't know. Um, yeah. But yeah, no, I think you're right, Degrom. Throw him out there, have him be be the starter if he doesn't pitch. I don't know what the Mets rotation looks like this weekend. I feel like he pitched the other night though. Uh, you don't need to. You know. You don't know why. Why is that? You're not playing the motherfucker. You're you're in the you're in the American League mindset now. You got a DH this weekend. You're sitting on easy street. You don't have to worry about the Mets and who's pitching. You're sitting on easy street. Why? Because we're they're, the Phillies are going to Fenway where they historically play horrendously. Um, the, <laughs> When you came to Fenway, did you see them win? The Red Sox? Yeah. I think so. They were playing like the Blue Jays or somebody, though, or the Rays. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it was right. not a you, National you League come team. Back. You can come back then. Um, the Mets have not ma- named a starter for Sunday yet versus the Pirates. They have a four-game Walker, Stroman, McGill. They have not named so a starter a for it. In, in case. DeGrom, but also DeGrom, like, he kind of has hurt the last couple weeks. I was about to say, that, that might just be a DeGrom... Like like load load, load management, management kind of thing, yeah. That they if he wants yeah. to like if he wants to relax during the All Star break, like figure out what what the deal with that is, or have him be the starter on Friday. Uh, that that's probably what the answer is, but who knows? We could ask a Mets fan, we could phone a friend, but uh, I don't have an answer for you right now. All right, so I don't have an answer for the American League. I, it's tough. It's a tough one. I asked, sorry for the start for starting pitcher. Anyway, um, or all right, Jordy, should we get into it? Should we get into chaos and, and, and make it Shohei Otani? That's that. Oh, that thank you. You said that. I, I wanted to say that. Well, the thing he the, really technically they would have like to go back to do they suspend the three batter rule? They'd have to suspend the rule on the DH if they if Shohei was the starter, the starter, or if he ever did go pitch because he's the DH. That's probably. In answer to yeah, but, to this, they'd have to suspend the rule about about the DH when they enter the field. For those that don't know, when the DH enters the field, the spot for the pl- for the player he entered for becomes the pitcher's spot. Like the DH goes away, and that spot becomes the pitcher spot, which it would just still be Shohei Otani. But um, like if well, but, because because of the road team, sorry to cut you off, because of the road team, have him bat in the first, and then pitch in the fir- pitch. In the first and second. It doesn't then... matter. It, you can't, like, the DH goes away if the DH enters the field. So, I like, I see what you're saying, but, like, 
he can't be the pitcher and the DH. Like if the DH, if he's pitching, the DH doesn't exist. Yeah, so that's probably what they'll do because that's what the Angels do. Yeah, when he so when he's pitching, it just says P next to it. It does not say DH. So when he leaves right. the game, the pitcher is supposed to bat. It's like in the National that's League. That's what they should do. Yeah, that's what they should do. That's what um, they should do. You're right. He he he's probably he probably should get it after Bieber. Yeah, let's do that. Let's get Shohei the starter. I don't know That'd if he sick. should, but it would be fun. It'd be funny, and it would be complete chaos if they did that in the All Star game. And Manfred would make some stupid declaration of whatever. We get to see some real classic Rob Manfred bullshit from that type of situation, which would also be pretty funny. Um, and they have enough DHs with Martinez and Cruz. Both JD and, and Nelson Cruz made it the American League. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. They don't necessarily need Shohei to be to be a DH. Be, you mean? Yeah, I mean, I know he got elected as a starter for the DH, but yeah, yeah, if, anyway. yeah, yeah, yeah. Just have him be a pitcher, an extra pitcher for the game. Um, which the American League, it looks like they got extra pitchers. Is that just from? Oh no, because Shohei Otani's listed on the pitchers as well. Which is funny. He's listed for both. It's yeah. like fantasy baseball. Um, yeah. yeah. National League team, though. What do you got thoughts on there? The National League team? Yeah. Or do you want to finish off with I the mean, American League reserves? No, I thought we did it. Um, the National League, I feel like... It's like the the American League... Like, Would we say there's something like 20-something first-time All-Stars? Which a is, lot of first-time All-Stars. There are... Granted, they didn't have a... Granted, there was no all-star game last year, like you said, so, like, you could argue that... Yeah, like Tatis some of these guys been... would have Yeah, some of these guys would have made it last year. Um, you know, obviously, like... Uh, like uh, right, and Devers and... Soto. You know, blah, blah, blah. And probably Shohei. Because he was hurt the first year. The second year, he had Tommy John, so... Um, Trey Turner being a first-time all-star is surprising to me. Yeah. And then I feel like the National League has the big names. You know, they have, like you said, they have Tatis, they have Acuna, they have Marcus Lynn, they have Buster Posey, Freddie Freeman obviously is great, Nolan Arenado, Chris Bryant. Arguably, their their reserves have more star power than the starters in the National League. Yeah, I mean, Tatis and Acuna Jr. have enough star power. Yeah, for, yeah. For Tatis, entire, that's why it's arguable. Field. Like, Tatis probably more so than anybody on, like, him and Vladdy. More so than anybody, uh, and probably Shohei. Yeah, but um, Marcus Lynn. But like, but think about this: like, you have Trey Turner, you have Kyle Schwarber, who's had who's having an incredible year with what he's what he did in the month of June. Juan Soto, big name. You have Brandon Crawford, who's been a big name for the last decade. Chris Bryant, big name. Mookie Betts, big name. JT Romuto, big name, at least in the NL East, uh, arguably in baseball. But a certain other host of this podcast would disagree. Chris Taylor, Max Muncy. World Series champions, big names on those playoff teams from the last number of years. So, like, that's my point there, but you're right. Tatis, Acuna, I mean, even Freddie Freeman, MVP, Nolan Arenado, big offseason move, Buster Posey, one of the biggest names in baseball over the last 15 years, 14 years, however long he's been in the league. I did did start out by saying that the National League has all the names, like the more star power. No, no, you're right. That's where I was trying to make it. I was trying to come up with a debate, Greg, but we're not Stephen A., we're not going to no yell debates. at each other. No debates. Uh, let's move on because we've spent way too much time on, on the All-Star game and we have to go. Okay. Uh, so in the last week, Greg, some crazy stuff has happened. We've had teams go ice cold. We've had teams get red hot. We're bringing it back. Hot team of the week, Greg. American League. 
Who do you got? Wow. I mean, I'll give you the layup. Although you hate talking about them, so maybe I'll take the layup. I'll take the Houston Astros. I'll take the layup. I'll take the easy team. Uh, six straight winners, tying the Red Sox now for the best record in Major League, uh, them and the Giants, and or most wins, I should say. Um, they did lose to Oakland today. Houston did, but yep. still six out of the last seven. Pretty good. After getting swept by the Orioles and t- losing two out of three to the Tigers, we, we tied – whatever, splitting with the Tigers, we talked, oh, are they in trouble? Still the best team in baseball, in my opinion. Uh, Correa, Altuve, there's uh, – both of them are planning to skip the All-Star game. Altuve claiming an injury and Correa saying his wife has a baby or something. But this team is is complete top to bottom pitching, hitting, so – Good for them having a great week and beating the Indians who injure rivals. No, uh, Central Division, but had also we talked about the Indians last week with their starting pitching and then beating the Athletics who took two out of three versus the best team in baseball, the Red Sox. So um, taking two out of three from the Athletics is, is pr- no small feat. So good for them and uh, good week for the Astros. Now you mentioned it. The pitching staff's awesome. Great bullpen uh, and bat- one of the best offenses in baseball still despite what you want to say about cheating and all that sort of stuff, it's still playing really well. We can make fun of them all we want and make those jokes. They're playing the Yankees this weekend in Houston. We missed when they were in New York or we didn't miss it, but we miss, we miss them. you know, them being in New York. If you think Yankees Astros, you want to see Yankee fans booing them, but I'm sure we'll get all the, uh, all the talk about it. It's on Fox and Astros on Fox two weeks in a row. They put the white Sox next week. That'll be fun, but we'll, uh, we might not even have a show next week for, for baseball. We're planning on doing a hockey recap. So, they play the White Sox next week. All-Star game next week. Um, no, great pick, Greg. I am going to go with... I'll just go with a hot team. I'll go with the, the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim of California of the West Coast of America. Which America? North America. The Angels, 8-2 and two in their last 10 games. Um, they're on a little bit of a winning streak now. They, I feel like, have some sort of chip on their shoulder of a team that people talk about that, you know, Otani is the big name. Trout's hurt right now, but people say, oh, Otani's good, but the team is, you know, the team's terrible. They never do anything without him. They're two games above 500 right now and an AL West that somehow has become incredibly competitive where we were writing this division off at the beginning of the year saying the Athletics might be able to stay close with the Astros. The Astros right now, you mentioned it, tied for the best record in baseball, but the A's are still in it. The Mariners have turned it around. Uh, we can throw them out too. Um, but the Angels, or the uh, yeah, the Angels, they just took two out of three from the Red Sox on the West Coast. They swept the bad team in the Baltimore Orioles, which good teams beat the crap out of the bad teams. That's something they did. They won very convincingly, two close ones, then a uh, you know low pitchers duel, but still convincing nonetheless. Uh, same thing with the Red Sox games. They were all super close, and, and they pulled out two of them. Now they play in Seattle. Shohei Otani is the sole reason. That dude is an absolute Well, that's what I was going to say, too, is that he went to Yankee Stadium, and his very first pitch he saw, we might have talked about this last week, but he hit an absolute rocket out of Yankee Stadium, and he just kept doing it throughout the couple weeks. There was the clip of Mike Francesa saying he's glad the Yankees didn't sign him, um, which made the rounds on like freezing cold takes and all that sort of stuff. But 
Otani's leading this team and is a bona fide superstar. Not that we needed to reconfirm that because we've known we've known that for the whole year. But this team is, is getting known. it done around him. You know, David Fletcher's playing really well. Uh, Jared Walsh, all star. We didn't mention him playing really well in Trout's absence. They're all getting they're getting on base and that they're hitting for power with really without Trout. Um, it's pretty incredible to see Walsh twenty two homers. Justin Upton, who I feel like. We haven't talked about in like five years and you could have told me he was, re- I knew he was on the angels, but you could have told me he, he retired for a little bit in there. And I believe you because his name was completely gone. 14 homers. Um, yeah. This team is doing really well and it's, it's good for them. Their pitching staff, I, you know, could be better. I guess that's the best thing you could say, but I don't know. They're winning games. So that's all that matters. Yeah. I mean, that's a great pick and, and uh, you could have gone Detroit Tigers as well, or, or, uh, you know, that's, you know, two two teams that are at the bottom, but having good uh, a good weeks. Obviously, the the White Sox uh, having a good week as well. So, um, good pick with the Angels. Uh, White Sox. I feel and... like we're going to pick later in the season, so I want to give uh, give some of the the have nots, if you will, some shouts. Yeah, I mean, you can do whatever you want. You're you're uh, it's your show, as they say. Um, but I love it, Jordy. That was that was a good pick, and uh, honestly. Shohei, I think, is the biggest star in L.A. Uh, sorry, biggest star for the Angels. Mm, I heard L.A. Uh, I heard L.A. <laughs> anyway, uh, NL technically, Greg. They, technically, technically, they don't te- technically they don't play in Los Angeles, as you as you like to say. Yeah, Jordy, I picked first for the American League. Give me the National League. I feel like I feel like you're gonna you're gonna have to go somewhere in the Central now. Yeah, no, I'm gonna. You. I'm gonna pick the Brewers. A team that is continuing to really make me eat my own words. Um, a team that somehow, despite having a really terrible offense in terms of getting on base and figuring it out and being in the middle of the road of home runs, they're 13th in Major League Baseball. This team is winning games, and that's because their pitching staff is awesome. Uh, Brandon Woodruff looking just incredible. Uh, Freddie Peralta, Corbin Burns or Burns, however the fuck you pronounce the last name, all ERAs under 2.5. They are carrying the team and, and doing what they did when they almost went to the World Series. And if this keeps up, they are going to be a force to be reckoned with. And it is something that, uh, you know, it's good to see. That this... Jackie Bradley Jr. Well, I didn't wasn't talking about their offense, Greg. I was talking about their pitching staff. But, yeah, their saying, offense. But, but, but. But Jordy, sorry to cut you off. Oh, it's par for the course. That he, well, rude first and foremost. <laughs> but did you see the play the other day? I did. Jackie Bradley. So there's a ball hit deep to center. JB Day doing what he does. Pretend started looking up, pretending like it was gone, and like oh, trotting, I did see this. Pretending like it was a home run. So the guy at first started to run and move. Jackie. Casually puts his glove out last second, catches it, guns it into first on a rope, doubles up the guy out of the inning, no damage done. And honestly, because there's two guys on at the time, he, watching him make plays like that and taking away, turning doubles into singles just by cutting balls down or, or, or even catching a ball that, that definitely would have been off the wall or out or, or into a triple or whatever, having a good fast outfield that can cut balls down like that goes such a long way in helping pitchers out and 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 
limiting again doubles to singles and, and different stuff like that so yes the pitching is great but i feel like you have to give a nod to their defense their defense well. has been pretty awesome it is uh that was a great play i did actually see that but yeah i mean to that end you know they're doing stuff that i feel like not a lot of people expected out of them myself included they are getting guys out they're not letting them score when they are on base they're not letting up homers and they're figuring it out they're doing it the old-fashioned way i feel like with the and way they beat that Degrom, they did beat Degrom. That's a great point. Um, I feel like the water finds its level is going to happen on both ends. Their offense is is should get better. The fact that their team is led by a guy batting, you know, two ninety seven, not having anybody above three hundred. Uh, granted, they have two guys in the two nineties, one guy at two eighty nine. But like then, then it's a steep drop off from there of people's batting averages of, and how that goes. Uh, but the same thing, the pitching it might you know, might slow up a little bit in the second half and we'll see what happens, but it, it's a great story so far and, and a fun one to see going into the all-star break. Yeah. So I just read, uh, that to grounds to skip the all-star game. So there goes our prediction for the national league starter. Any God bless Google. God bless Google. Um, it's a great pick Jordy. That is a great selection. Absolutely. What do you got? Um, you know, Jordy, Everything in me wants to go. This is so tough, Jordy. Uh, what do I do here, buddy? Everything in me wants to go Dodgers, but they beat up on the Nationals last week. So, and like you, the same thing you said of or this week, the same thing you said that we're going to pick the Dodgers eventually. I'm going to go with the Reds. I'm going to go with the Reds. Uh, swept the Cubs. Took two out of three from the Royals. Good little, good little week for them. Um, kept themselves alive in the Central. Now they're uh, six games back in second place. Kept pace with the Brewers in terms of their, you know, trading wins and not getting too far behind. Have 45 wins, which is right there. Uh, if it wasn't for the West, I feel like they would be in a wild card spot and fighting for a wild card spot. Yeah, no the problem. talks for one, yeah. Yeah, um, and they have as many wins as, as the National League East uh, division leader. So this week was big for them. And uh, I think another team, like you said, you know, that scraps and claws and does it without sort of a of a superstar stud uh, offensively uh, outside of – I mean, they have two starters, Castellanos and Winkler, right, who, who we talked about earlier um, that – you know, you said deserve it, and I said probably should be replaced. But you know, they do have two starters, so you, they're, they're an MVP right caliber and, numbers, Greg. I don't know what you mean. They they could be replaced. I mean, Marcus Lynn, but yeah, um, having it down here, Bryce Harper two, better numbers. Two guys, two guys that came out of nowhere. Joey Votto obviously has been out there of nowhere. And, and Castellanos I, was like the big grab for the Cubs a year ago. It was a huge Mike or a couple Lusakis, years ago. Um, you know, it, it's. This team, uh, Wade Miley, he, he, we talked about them a little bit. Sonny Gray, a name that uh, Sonny Gray with with one of the be- the all time headlines of the baseball season. Do you see this last night? Yes, but but for the people, say it. So the headline is Sonny Sonny Gray had to get naked, had to get completely naked to change his pitching attitude, which makes it sound like that this is the the glove and hat check that we've been doing all year and we've seen guys literally drop their pants that he just got naked in the field and there was a fucking porno happening in Cincinnati. Um, Yikes. This is, this is a children's podcast, Jordy. Uh, if they're, 
I have been. I say fuck shit all the time. If there are children listening to this podcast, that I am molding the minds of America in the wrong way. Cancel, cancel me for children. Put the R. There's an explicit tag that comes on the show, Greg. Apple knows. Anyway, um, (laughs) but he ultimately he goes to change. He went in the clubhouse. He changed everything he was wearing except for his cleats. He had to cool off, change his jersey, pants, underwear, socks. And he had to reset and start over. Then he retired the next nine batters. This is Wednesday night. And it was it was nuts. They won. They beat the Royals. You mentioned it. The Reds are on fire right now. And how did they how did they find out about this? He talked about it. He this is a uh, I just read a quote that he said, just changing the the first person pronouns to third person pronouns. Um But yeah, you mentioned it. They play the Brewers this weekend, which are actually starting tonight. So the, you at home will know the result of the first game. Four game set, which, you know, in Milwaukee, but depending on how that goes, it could be, you know, a, a little closer, a little closer heading into the All Star break. And, and like monumental you, shift. They play seven straight games against them. They go in and come out of the break against the Brewers. Yeah. And the Brewers, 52 wins is nothing to laugh at. Like, that's a good team. And, and 45 wins is nothing to laugh at either for, for Cincinnati. So, like, a team that, that a lot of people didn't know what was going to happen because they had, you know, they had really good pitching that's kind of fallen off. They lost Trevor Bauer, and their pitching isn't really that much to write home about, but their offense has been incredible. So I think similarly, I feel like that water finding its level on both sides is going to happen, but who knows what that results in in terms of winning baseball games because the Brewers yeah. certainly throw any sort of conventional baseball analytics or whatever you want to think on its head. Yeah, and great pick by me. Um, so I pat myself on the back a little bit. I give you. I, I told you I'm, to give a I'm pat on your it. back. Okay. I'm saying it. I'm saying it. I'm saying it as well. I'm repeating your sentiment so that so that the audience, in case they missed you saying it, heard it twice. Mm. Um, and one mm. and two, <laughs> two, we both picked teams from the central. I debated a long time, going back and forth. Uh, but again, like you said, the Dodgers will be there, and and they're going to get healthy, and they're just going to go on a tear and just blow that division out of the water. But Jordy, uh, let's quickly, as quick as we can, talk about the last week for the Phillies and Red Sox. Um, do you want me to go first, or do you want to go first? Yeah, let's talk about the Red Sox. Then we'll jump over to the Phillies. Okay, so the Red Sox. Well, we have to go back. Swept the Yankees. Swept the Royals. Crazy little win streak they had. Uh, eight, eight or nine games in a row. Then they started their West Coast swing. Athletics, they took two out of three from Oakland, um, and then they lost two out of three to the Angels. But, again, having a pretty good week, and now they come back and have the day off today for the first time, the day off in forever, it seems like. They had a crazy little streak and, and played, I think, just 20-something games, 20-something days in a row. Don't quote me on that. Um, but they first time they've been out West, that was something that they were saying, the first time the Red Sox have been out West, because last year, obviously, they did the – the, all uh, East Coast, yeah. All East Coast. The first time they've been at West since 2019, I guess, right? Two years ago. So um, it's kind of crazy to think about that that's like a thing. Um, but got to see Shohei firsthand pitching and hitting, and he destroyed the Red Sox single-handedly. So good on him. This team is tired. Honestly, they need the break. They're, the pitching arms, you know, they're the pitching arms are good, and they're – sorry, they're – doing better than what they have or what they were expected to do 
Sales coming back at the right time. Tanner Houck is going to bring some relief in starting pitching. Their hitters, they're getting it from all over the place. They're a little banged up, but one day a Royal will come off the eye, will come off, hit a home run. The next day he's not available because of a hamstring, and the next day he'll come back. His hamstring's good. He's ready to go. They got, you know, it's one of those things where I think they're just tired. They need the break. They've been a sprint. They've been a battle so far in the first half of the year. And not that the Phillies are anything to scoff at because this is a, this is going to be a good fun little series of Fenway this weekend. The rain's coming in Friday, probably a rain out. They'll probably have to play a doubleheader Saturday and Sunday maybe as well, depending upon what Saturday looks like in terms of weather. But um, I'm excited for the way the first half went and I think I talked about in the preview show and I think you're letting me talk. So thank you. But I think we talked about the preview show that I predicted them being in it, if not first or second into the all-star break, and then they would fade because their, their starting pitching just would fade and that's what would happen. Um, but honestly, I'm hopeful as of now. And I think I'm waiting for the other shoe to drop offensively. I think they figured out a, a recipe and a system that works for them. They're having some monster years from the top half of their order is doing great. And, and that's what you need. They need to manufacture a little more runs in the bottom half and starting pitching. They need to go out and get someone or uh, hope that Chris Sale comes back and everyone else can maintain their form, maintain their form uh, until Chris Sale comes back and then, and then get even better. They open after the all-star break, they open at New York and then uh, at Toronto, wherever they're going to play probably Buffalo. Right. So, and then they have the Yankees at home and the Toronto. So they have, and then Tampa. So they have division heavy coming right out of the all-star break. It's uh, like I said, New York, Toronto, New York, Toronto, Tampa, uh, and then Detroit for three games then Toronto, Tampa again. So it's division heavy immediately July and August. So they'll really set themselves either apart positively or negatively uh, coming out of the all-star break. And we'll see what the pitching, if it holds up starting pitching, I should say. Okay. All righty. So. Jordy, to, casual observer, have, what have you seen about the Red Sox? So, to give you an idea, the Red Sox have, because you mentioned it a number of days in a row, um, since May 28th, a Friday Memorial Day weekend, they've had two scheduled days off, one postponement. They've had two instances of 16 straight days of baseball games with the two days off on either side of a three-game series in Kansas City. Uh, So that is, if I'm doing the math correctly, in 35 days, they had 31 baseball, or 34 days, they had 31 baseball games, which is pretty crazy. Um, Yeah. But what you're talking about. It's a team right now. Yeah, certainly. Uh, Two scheduled days off in June is what they had. And again, it was, they went from Atlanta to Kansas City on one off day, and then from Kansas City back east to Tampa, on another, and then they've just been going everywhere. They're from Tampa back back to Boston to play the Yankees, and then they didn't even get a day off against the Roy- after they beat the Royals a week ago, fifteen to one, when they flew out to Oakland. Which I get it, you know, you gain three hours of time, but that that still sucks. They had to turn around and, and go play a baseball game that next day, even if it's more than twenty four hours of break. Um, casual observer yeah, they, of seeing it, you they just got to they just got to win they just got to win one out of three against the Phillies, get into the All Star break with even if it's a one-game lead or a two-game lead, just get into the All-Star break with a one-game lead, just win one out of three at most, because like I said, they're tired. Then they have the All-Star break, and then it's division. Toronto, Yankees, Toronto, Yankees, yep. Tampa. Like They just need to get in and out of 
the all-star in and out of this weekend series healthy hopefully no one uh, none of the all-stars get hurt and then we're back at it like i said it, that that stretch in July and August, the beginning of July or all July and beginning of August, that's going to determine their season. They're either going to stay in the hunt or they're going to fall off big time in that stretch. Granted, they have not lost the Yankees once this year, so you take that for what you will. But we'll see. A lot of Yankees have the day off, have the have the week off because not a lot of Yankees made the All Star break. Just saying. <laughs> I'm I'm just saying. Well, Sorry. so. Casual observer. Casual observer of seeing the Red Sox and their statistics. Um, yeah, we mentioned a number of different guys that are on the All-Star team that are having great years. We mentioned it; their starting pitching could be a lot better. And, you know, that, that it's obviously a big deal. You want good starting pitching. But overall, the offense has been good enough that it doesn't totally matter right now. Um you have a pretty good bullpen that's holding it down in terms of, you know, getting holds, converting those into saves, whether it's Adovino or any of these other guys, Taylor, Hernandez, Whitlock, um, Salamora, Salamora, am I pronouncing that right? Yep, Um, exactly. Hey, hey, pat on the back there. That was a great one, Jordy. Barnes is a great closer. Then fucking Brandon Workman coming back to the Red Sox and actually being good. The fuck's that about, Greg? he was good before when he was on the Red Sox before, and then he just sucked with the Phillies. I don't that's know what, what I'm ta- that's what I'm saying. And then he had Nick Pavetta <laughs> almost throw a fucking no hitter a couple weeks ago, Dude, and that's Pavetta, what he got for him. Pavetta, Pavetta should be an all star, man. He he borderline has been great for the Red Sox, seven and three record. He's been he's been really good for them. Yeah. Um, what the fuck's honestly, that about? Jordy, you told honestly, Workman to go honestly, be a spy pitching, for the Phillies. The pitching staff is doing enough. Like they're they're like. They're doing enough, right? Yeah. Granted, they're they're not winning games. The Red Sox aren't winning many games, two to one or three to one. You know, but they're the starting pitching is doing enough in terms of keeping it to, let's say, five runs average, right? And and their offense, like you said, has been good enough where they can they can beat a team five four seven six five whatever. So it's been enough. But um, they lost an unlucky one in Oakland on some the strike zone some bullshit that you'd never hear me complain about umpires Saturday against Oakland was the worst umpire game. Never heard you complain about a referee before. Never. That was the worst umpired game I've ever seen in my life. Um, and the, but that was two series ago. Like I said, just get one out of three versus the Phillies at worst case scenario, one out of three survive, get into the, get into the all-star break. I love it if they won more, but Pavetta versus Nola. I mean, Nola, yeah, that's going to be a tough one. So uh, just win one out of three. And then, uh, then hit the ground running versus the division. Jordy, let's get into the Phillies. One one Let last note on the Red Sox Sorry, go before ahead. we go to the Phillies. Yeah, go ahead. They play 18 go straight ahead. days after the All Star break. Then they don't play a Monday again until the end of August. Kind of a weird scheduling quirk. Yeah, they get screwed. Like you said, 31 out of 34 days straight, and they have and a lot of days they, off they in have... September. Though that's uh, that is something I'm noticing here. They had five scheduled days off in September. And no, currently no scheduled doubleheaders. Okay, but what happens if, uh, what happens if, well, whatever. I was going to say, what happens if they're out of it at that point, but whatever. Anyway. They're in first place um, right now. That's all you need to worry about. I know, I know, Jordy. Okay, cautious optimism. Jordy, for the Phillies, let me ask you a probing question. Okay. Is it frustrating not, like, this every other win-loss, win-loss, win-loss? Like, is it frustrating watching a team that doesn't really – go on streaks or is this a team that does streak they streak a ton of losses 
three wins, a ton of losses. This last month, I feel like it's been win-loss, win-loss, win-loss. And then there's not really, like, they had the one in May where they streaky lost a couple of games. But is it frustrating for you from your end, or or do you think it's, like, you, you, obviously you want them to string more wins together, but what would you rather have? Would you rather have, like, a win-loss every other day, 500 baseball, or would you rather have, like, win seven in a row, lose five in a row? Like, what, 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 what where are you at? This isn't necessarily – it's not – this is option C of just win a series, which they've done the last two games since we <laughs> since we talked. Um, it wasn't – it was win two games, then lose the third. Um, or they actually they technically have not won. They're playing a fourth game against the Cubs tonight. But they won two mm-hmm. games with the Padres in town, the Padres that we love to talk about that are really good, are going to make the playoffs. They won two games. They won the first two, and the bullpen actually fucking held on to – well, on Saturday held on to something. Friday they blew the lead. They blew a three nothing lead in the ninth inning, and the Phillies had to win an extra innings. But um, fun to fun to see when you're in Vermont and checking it out. Um, just looking, oh, it's three nothing. When are they going to blow it? Oh, look, they blew it. That's exactly my thought. It was an engagement party, and with and talking about that. But then you know both, but in both instances though, of they win the first two games of the series, then they lose the third. San Diego third game, they get completely shelled, lose eleven one. They shell the Cubs on Monday night at Wrigley. Really great win. A wild game Tuesday night. Bryce Harper had five hits, but it's a 15-10 final. You know, insert Eagles-Bears score here. But um, then they lose last night. The ultimate, you could see this fucking lining up for a Phillies loss. The Cubs have lost. At that point, I think it was I think it was 13 games in a row, I think is what it was, the Cubs got to. And you have the all-star pitcher for the Phillies, Zach Wheeler, coming in there. It's just like, looking back on it, I should have bet every cent I had on the Chicago Cubs. They're home dogs because of that, and they win eight, the Cubs won 8-3 last night. Um, which, kind of to, to further long answer your question, of the bullpen sucks, and we never really talked about how bad the defense was. We were in our pre-show of various different things, but errors that just cause bad runs and and streaks of runs against the team that they can't shake. And it's so frustrating to see. Um, they play the Cubs tonight. Let's see if they can win that series. You know, it'd be taking three or four, which would be huge. You mentioned going into Boston and playing, you know, playing the Red Sox at Fenway. The Phillies have never really been good at Fenway. So you hoping for one out of three, just winning a game um, is, you know, it's certainly a low, a low bar you can jump, jump over, but it'll be really interesting to see. They're not a good road team. They haven't been for the longest time. What, and, it's not a Gabe Kapler, it's not a Matt Klintak, it's not a Joe Girardi, it's not a Dave Dombrowski thing. It's just the team can't do well on the road. They have not been able to for a while. I don't, you know, I really don't know what it is aside from uh, it's a like Girardi that. thing. It's a Girardi thing. Well, they weren't good on the road with Kapler either, so it's you know a lot of different things. It's pre Bryce Harper, it's pre whatever. It's you know I can blame the bullpen all you want, and it's these are dumb guys statistics, but you know. When you're not fielding it well, more likely than not, it's just turn it turns into runs against the other team. It's demoralizing. You mentioned it with Jackie Bradley Jr. with the Brewers and having, you know, the crafty veteran play to make some some awesome things happen there. The reverse happens when you have errors. And you know, as bad as the bullpen can be and as weird of decisions as Girardi has made to bring in pitchers who haven't pitched in four fucking years to come in, in a high leverage situation. You know, some of them worked out, you know, the Saturday game against the against San Diego. But then 
fucking Tuesday, the Phillies were up 7 nothing at one point, and then the Cubs started to chip away at it. They had to fucking score 15 runs to win that baseball game. It's nuts. Um, it's cool to see Bryce Harper get a five-hit night. That's that's pretty fun. It's it's one of those things of you got to be excited about it. But then, you know, the loss, like I mentioned, it's, it's to be expected. You talked about so, it. They play so the Red Sox. Then they come that was home. Giving me my, that, that was giving me my question. Is Bryce Harper that guy? Is he is he is he worth? Granted, it's been only a couple of years, but he's even worth the bill. I, he has been. He's batting two eighty. He's just been hurt, but he's still he's hit fifteen home runs and he's figuring it out. He's got he's caught fire, um, which is something that people have said that when he does and, and it is fun. He's a much better defensive option than any Phillies right fielder for a long time, basically since Jason Worth before him. And also the other thing that people want to talk about, like how much whether it's Bryce Harper or anybody you want to talk about that baseball doesn't have a salary cap. If you can afford to pay somebody for that much and you overpay, who gives a shit? It's not taking up space that you could use to get another star, star quality type player. It doesn't matter to answer your question. If he's worth the bill, I think so because it's better than the other option. And he's been great. He's leading the team in batting average. He's second in home runs. Maybe he could use some more RBIs because Greg, he had not hit a road, a non-solo road home run until Tuesday night. Every other road home run he had was a solo shot. It might have even been all of his home runs, but I'm pretty sure it's just road ones. Um, so he's not good with runners in scoring position. He's good with he he or no maybe that's what it was. Is he hadn't had a a multi RBI. With runners in scoring, he is good with runners in scoring position. To answer your question, but it's something. There's something about the road versus at home that Bryce Harper hadn't figured out yet, but he finally did it. Is the point that I'm getting at. So that's good, but you know, the inconsistencies, the random good starts from a guy like fucking Vince Velasquez, who we don't know what the fuck to do with him because they talk about putting him in the bullpen and then they kind of have to use him out of the out in the rotation because there's nothing else to do. You're going to throw out Chase Anderson. Matt Moore had a spot start the other day that actually went pretty well. Spencer Howard can't fucking pitch past the third inning, and now he's down in AAA again. David Hale, the worst fucking reliever I think I've ever seen that Girardi, for whatever reason, wants to continue using. Um, it's just insane. And then the, the whole, we mentioned the bullpen, but specifically figuring out who the closer is and going with all these different directions, which I guess good that you're plug and playing and trying to figure out what's going to eventually work. But when it like there's a stark difference between the guys in the bullpen who got it and the guys in the bullpen who don't got it uh, when they're healthy, at least, or healthy and unhealthy. Archie Bradley's ERA suggests other things, but when he's on, he's pretty fucking good. Um, I don't know. So it's, it's just if, a, if, a real crazy fest of this team. As I say, if you had to summarize the first half of the season, the expectations being what they were, you know, especially – Based on the last couple of years, they had high expectations. What? Not that, not that I want to say they're going to be. Not that I want to say they're going to be sellers because that's not Dombrowski's move or mo. But I guess is anyone on the block at the trade deadline? Slash, what does this? What does this Philly team need outside of bullpen? The obvious, like, do you need a number one starter or a number two starter outside of Nola? You need more than one good well, starter. Like, what? Wheeler's what is good. it? What is it? What is it? Outside of yeah, the what is you the need Phillies another starting need? pitcher. What, yeah. What what is the, what is the Phillies need offensively, defensively, whatever it is? What does the Phillies need to to win the division at least? 
you need another starting pitcher outside of the bullpen. It's get another guy in the starting rotation so that you figure out you don't like the problem is, and this is what's happened the last couple of years is that their fourth and fifth starters have basically just been question marks and they trot somebody out. That's basically a lamb to the slaughter. What's his face? Velasquez has had some good starts here and there this year. So that's at least been a nice surprise, but it's, it's not like water finds its level is certainly going to fucking happen to Vince Velasquez there. You need something to make Eflin your number four. Cause that's probably what he should be is a number like a three and a half, four starter. And then at least reduce the question marks is probably is like the dumb guy answer to it of you don't know who the closer is. You don't know who your fourth and fifth starters are. You don't really know a middle relief option. There's a lot of I don't knows in the general sense. I think I have the answers, hence me talking. But that's what you need to do is try to address those I don't knows. And first and foremost, you need to figure out, and it's easier said than just naming a guy the new closer, but figure out the closer, trade for a starting pitcher, and if you can get like a cheap bullpen guy like they've tried to do over the last couple years, whether it's fucking Brandon Workman, whether it's Aaron Loop a couple years ago when they got him from the Blue Jays, all these different dudes... Maybe get a, a like a Joe Blanton type of trade that worked out really fucking well when you won the World Series. Like, don't be afraid to dip your toe that way of trying to, like, solve the starting pitching crisis by, like, getting a not sexy name out there. And I can't think of somebody that even would be out there because Joe like Blanton. Pavetta, like a Nick Pavetta. I mean, uh, at this point, it's the same thing of tra- the Sixers and Celtics trading. At this point, if the if a team from Boston or fucking Bill Belichick on the phone if a team from Boston is calling, do not answer because they're gonna fucking they figured out some magic to pull off. No, but but that's my but that's my point is that like Pavetta was out there, they could have gone and gotten him and been that fourth starter, like you said, been serviceable, been like, you know, like the Red Sox trotted out uh, Tim Wakefield and he was a knuckleball pitcher, but he was gonna be five hundred every single year. He like he, he, the bullpen wasn't gonna want to lose game. He was either gonna give up fifty or he, he was gonna give up zero. And he was a five hundred pitcher. He was the perfect fifth starter to go out there, eat innings. So your bullpen, your bullpen had a day off. He could just eat innings, throw that knuckleball. You know the the Red Sox again picked up Pavetta out of nowhere, and he's had a seven wins first half. Like that's unreal. So like there are guys, older guys out there that journeymen if you will starters that maybe not now but you know in the off season that they can go out and get and be sure. and fill that fifth that fifth spot that you're talking about uh maybe if maybe it's a maybe they have some stud prospect pitcher that 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 we don't know about but um well yeah, greg it was supposed be to be spencer howard and he can't I'd figure be, it out well i'd just be curious to see like because you know we talk about the bullpen every year year over year but like is the offense getting it done? You know, 373, 373 runs scored is, is enough for the division, but is it enough for the rest of the major leagues? You know, like that, that's, you know, I don't know that answer, right? Is it enough to win at you a championship? I don't know. Well, you but... mentioned streakiness. It is something of, and I've said this, uh, what feels like a million times on the podcast before, but like when their offense is on, like they scored 25 runs in two games, they have the ability to try to do that. And granted, part of that's, a lot of different guys have been hurt throughout the year. Bryce Harper included, Dee, Gene Segura, all those different guys have been hurt. But, like, when they're healthy and they're on, it's great. But when it's slow, it is painful to watch them play. Like, last night, granted, the Stanley Cup Finals were on, so I was watching that. But it's like flipping over the Phillies, they're losing 5 nothing, and then they made it 5-3 at one point and then lost 8-3. But it's just like one of those, of like, man, it just seems like one of those nights that it's painful to flip over from a you know, 
elimination game of of the Stanley Cup, or even if there was basketball, and we probably would watch that, knowing you know the the clientele of my home. It's just one of those nights mm-hmm. that's painful to watch if they're not on. Yeah, yeah, and, and I guess that's the thing. Like, is we talk about the pitching all the time, but I guess the question I really wanted to ask was: Is the is the offense really it? You know, like that's why the Bryce Harper question: Like, is the offense really it? Because, like I said, three hundred and seventy three runs is average for for all of baseball, if you will, right now or middle of the road. So, like, is that really? In my opinion, that, there's a there's Something to be figured out with center field because now they're starting to try to plug and play because what's his face? The the woman choker, Odubel Herrera, slowed up and they sat him. They've tried to plug in a couple other guys. Travis Jankowski, who's like the world's worst base runner, who somehow they haven't credited him with a caught stealing. That seems wrong. He's such a bad base runner, Greg. He should be credited. He had the game ending. Sorry. Yeah, I'm yelling at Yahoo, not you. Um, Luke Williams, who was the, you know, the savior in the one game is only home run, the walk-off home run. They, they're like trying to figure out other different dudes to throw in and, and go from there of how they want to address all this sort of stuff. But to answer your question of if, if it's an offensive thing or, or what the deal is, I don't know. It, you know, at a certain point you got to figure it out and you need to, health is a big concern, but you kind of need to. There is something to be addressed of the non-Bryce Harper outfielders. You've addressed your your infield. Alec Bohm's having a down year comparatively to his rookie year last year and his defensive liability, frankly. But it's, you know, um, there are offensive questions to that, but I think pitching's more important, at least right now. Because, Greg, think about so, it. They, they're they on pace to shatter their franchise-blown saves record, and they're, they're in fourth place technically right now, but it's all a half game between second and fourth, and they're four yeah, and a half games division. out. But that division is not great. Is the point, right? And, and yeah, like that's my point. Like though is that they've blown like, how many like saves? And I don't know. Like, I feel like they're. Yeah. I don't know how many of those blown saves turn into wins. Like last Friday is one of those where they won the game. But like, there's enough of them that are losses that it's certainly a notable statistic to throw out. But like, to answer your question of whether or not they're competitive in Major League Baseball, there's a lot to be addressed there of them having not along with that. And that's what's frustrating is that they said, we're going to go out and spend stupid money. I, I probably made this point last week, too. We're going to go out and spend stupid money. And then they fucking shuffled their feet at re-signing JT Realmuto too long that they couldn't figure out how to get decent pitching. And any times they tried to, the guys get immediately hurt. And it's, it's annoying. It's just really frustrating. Yeah, so two points. While you were talking, uh, for batting average, they're literally 15th out of 30th, middle of Major League Baseball. Yep. For, for the entire for runs literally 15th out of 30th middle of the road average hits they are 20th out of 30th so sorry uh i just had 21st out of 30th sorry um rbis okay. 15 out of thir- 15 out of 30 so like this offense may not be it or enough to get the job done and yes pitching is a big need but if the red Sox are proving anything if you have a good enough offense you can get away with with having a pitching staff that gives up as many runs as the Phillies have given up. So four games out, like you said, they win two out of three this weekend. Who knows what happens with, with the Grom, with him being shut down or what have you. They're still in it. Are they buyers? Are they sellers? What 
is it an, is it even worth it for them to go out and sell the future to for for uh, to run at the division so that's, knowing you're going to lose so it's really, knowing you're going to lose in the first round so it's a really good question you ask and it's something Bryce Harper even said that he doesn't think that they have like the farm to give away is basically Bryce Harper's answer but kind of Greg to give you the idea of of just what health has done with the team of that there's only Andrew McCutcheon, Alec Bohm, and Reese Hoskins who have played around the majority of the games the Phillies have played. They've played 84 games. Reese Hoskins has played in all of them. Alec Bohm, 82. McCutcheon, 79. And then other guys have been hurt. Real Muto's missed time. Harper's missed time. Even Odubel Herrera missed a little bit of time, but he also had the weird, you know, all, not even weird, all this shit there. Segura missed a lot of time. Didi missed a lot of time. So that's a big part of it is health. But to, your, to answer your question, there are certainly spots. Bohm having not he's he had a decent tune but a you know not not great and mccutcheon batting 233 but having a good power year so certainly there's something with offense to figure out to that i just do think that pitching and good starting pitching could be you know it's a way to try to figure that out because it's you're seeing what's happening in milwaukee with that where they're not scoring a ton of runs they've scored less runs than the phillies they have a much worse on base percentage and and getting on base is not as few and far between as the Phillies is. So there's, if you're leaning one way or the other pitching gets you further in the playoffs too. So I feel like if you have some sort of outside hope that you think you're going to get there, go starting pitching, but to Bryce Harper's point into your question, I don't know who you're giving up for that or who you can convince other teams is good enough to take like, Oh, we don't think our resources in the Lehigh Valley are good enough to make Spencer Howard a viable major league pro- prospect but here you go team let's trade him for a major league veteran and all this sort of stuff i don't know it uh so, i feel like so, it's probably and i'm sorry that you're trying to trying to talk but it depending on where they are and depending on a and really also depending on how well atlanta does because they're red hot they could have been a hot team of the week um if atlanta starts to figure it out by the time january 31st rolls around in 23 days that this could be a non-starter that they just, it's them and the Mets battling for it. Like we thought it was going to be the nationals have cooled off. The Phillies have cooled off or become a fucking iceberg at that point. Um, (laughs) That could be what, what happens. I could really see that happening. They, you talked about them, what they, what the Red Sox are doing off after the break. And I feel like this is probably a good uh, wrap it up and go. They play the Marlins for four games in three days. They have a day off. They go to Yankee stadium then a big homestand, four games against Atlanta and four games against Washington, a Washington team that, for whatever reason, like, hates the Phillies. They swept the Phillies last week. This is – or two weeks – yeah, last week. And it's because of Bryce. It's because of Bryce. It must be. They have a big chip on their shoulder. They won a World Series. I don't know. Like, it's funny. Like, the Eagles and, and the Washington football team, not really that big of a rival. It's like it, the whole NL or uh, NFC East is, but, like, it's the Cowboys and the Giants, then the, the Washington football team. They have a big chip on their shoulder when it comes to Philly. The Capitals do. The 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 Nationals have the beating t- beating Philadelphia as easy as the Philadelphians say. Weird quote. And then the Wizards, Sixers isn't anything. It's just very weird that they. It's like what you try to claim with the the Sixers and Celtics not being rivals. It's them trying to do that with Philly. It's very weird. Um, yeah, they play the Pirates. Tampa Rays, the Tampa Rays do that all the time. So so real quick the the. I guess I proved myself wrong here, but the Phillies have the ninth best quality start from their pitcher, from their pitchers. That's what I mean. Is that like, 
is so, a guy like starting pitching. It's not necessarily starting pitching. It's it's. The, but then you look at their team ERA, and their team ERA ranks 18th out well, of 30. Well, it's the bullpen. So, the bullpen's horrendous. Yeah, but to your point about like point quality starts, getting, they're, they're, to yeah, your quality, quality starts, starts for their starters are doing well. Well, it's what I talked about with the offense of the days that it's good. It's really fucking good, and it's really great to see. And this includes Aaron Nola. Really, Zach Wheeler is like the, aside from yesterday, frankly, is like game in, game out, you know he's going to throw spin a gem. But every other pitcher, it's either they come out, they throw six or seven scoreless innings, and then the bullpen fucks it up. Or they struggle to get past the third inning, and you're like, what the fuck are we doing here? And I want to pull my hair out watching these guys. And it's painful to see. And again, that includes Nola when he's out. Or when he's not doing it. And then the one game that he ties the fucking major league record in strikeouts in a row, the Phillies barely scored any any runs, and the bullpen blew the small lead that he did have. So it's you know, it's just frustrating. Because they can't do you can't do all the right things at the same time. That's probably if we're gonna really drill down to it, that's what it is, is that if it if one thing's going well, nothing else can. Yeah, it's frustrating. Frustrating. Um so you think by July 31st, they'll be out of it. They'll be sellers. I would love and for them. I, Greg, I'd love for them who, to be around. Who, who, who do you have as a seller? From the Phillies? Like, who are they selling? Yeah. I don't know if Who's they're a seller on the last year's contract? McCutcheon, probably. You could try and get someone for him. Yeah, you could maybe try to do something like that. Um, I, I think you're right. I think he is in the last year of his contract. But um, I don't know. Like, there's other guys that I feel like they've locked down. Like, they locked down DD for two years. Gene Segura, they've given a decent amount of money to. I don't think you're trading anybody on the pitching staff because I don't know if anybody would want to pick them up outside of Nola or Wheeler. <laughs> but I don't think you're trading them. You're not trading Nola. Nola's a cornerstone piece, and Wheeler you gave a lot of money to. Um, and then, yeah, anybody else really, at least in the inner part of the diamond, Sam and Bryce Harper, you're not trading. So maybe it's McCutcheon becomes some sort of talking point. But who knows? I mean, like, with teams struggling for money with everything with COVID of like, is it worth trying to trade and coming out with some sort of weird dead money scenario? Who knows? It'll be, uh, it'll be interesting to see. Yeah. I'm, uh, well, we'll see. We'll get, I know the Phillies got a game tonight on Thursday, but this weekend series will be fun. And, it will be and fun. like I said, obviously I hope the Red Sox sweep, but I'm just hoping the Red Sox get two out of three or one out of three, worst case scenario and and get into it healthy so they because they're just a tired team and and sounds like the phillies are just a hurt team that's been fighting and clawing to get what they've gotten so far to this point so it sounds like the phillies are in a similar boat and that they're just tired in, in terms of in terms of this first half yeah absolutely but you're right it's gonna be a fun series but i think that's gonna do it greg uh, unless you got anything else to talk about let's predict the series and then we'll then we'll close it um, game one Game one, Jordy. Game one, Aiden Fenway Park at Fenway Park Friday night. Uh, Velasquez versus Richards. Granted, Richards has been terrible all year, but take the over. There's a yeah. There's a potential of a rainstorm. Uh, well, definitely the hurricane or tropical storm now, but the hurricane else is will be in Boston on Friday. Potential of a rain out. But game one, let's pretend like it's happening. Where are you going? Um. I'll say it's a high-scoring game, and the Phillies bullpen blows it late. <laughs> okay, perfect. Because the Red Sox have been uh, have been coming back recently, so you're gonna say you're gonna say Red Sox first game. Uh, okay, then you got Moore versus Perez, game two Saturday. 
Mm. Actually, real quick, double headers, does that help the Phillies? Because their bullpen doesn't have to be relied on for as many innings? You'd think that, but it uh they've lot they've certainly the bullpen's found ways to fuck it up. Including that, <laughs> that Nola game where it where he struck out eleven in a row. They and found a way to if, fuck if, that up. If you're Girardi, why don't you just pitch Nola seven innings? Uh well the you saw it. Nola likes to really throw a lot of pitches. That's why. Yeah. All right. Uh, so game two, Moore versus Perez. Um, Perez for your uh, – uh, let's see. Sorry, I'm on the Philly side. I should be on the Red Sox. You're fine. Uh, Perez is 7-4. and four. He's uh, beat the Angels, beat the Royals, beat the Yankees. Yeah, I'm going to say – I'll, I'll say the Red Sox win. Uh, Matt Moore – not very good this year. <laughs> All right. So, okay. Well, there's a potential to win at least one of the two because we'll call it a doubleheader. So we'll, we'll split the doubleheader. So then you're one and one. You have it. Oh, and you have it two and oh for the Red Sox. I have it one and one. Okay. Heading into Nola versus Pavetta. Uh, I'm going to say the Phillies, like they did to Jake Arietta, beat up their former teammate. Wow. Wow. Um, let's see. Pavetta. Oh. Went seven in his last start, uh, gave up zero hits, or sorry, two hits, uh, 10 Ks in his last start versus the Athletics. Oh. And then before that, uh, only went four four innings, gave up uh, six runs versus the Royals, but the Red Sox also won that game. And then before that, played the Rays and only gave up uh, gave up zero runs in in. 6.2 innings versus the race. So based on his trend, one good, one bad, one good, one bad, that, that would be the one bad start. But two out of the last three starts, he's gone into the seventh inning with uh, no runs given up. So I don't know. I think Nola's great, but I think ultimately the Red Sox keep it close enough and that, uh, that, uh, or the Red Sox ultimately win in the end. All right. Let's check out Nola. Fair enough. Let's check out Nola's last couple. Nola's last couple. Yikes, dude. Seven last game or four four runs last game. Seven the game before. That's why I said the Philly, That's why I said the Phillies beat up on their former teammate. Not Aaron Nola beats up on his former teammate. He, has, he hasn't gone deep in a while. He's a strikeout machine, though. Huh? He is. Oh yeah. That's why he goes so deep. He's a strikeout machine. Oh yeah, he throws a lot of pitches because he he goes for strikeouts. Doesn't really walk a lot of guys, but he runs counts. Um, but yeah, you know, yeah, he doesn't walk anyone. All right. So you, you have it, you have it, uh, two, one Red Sox. I have it two one Red Sox. You have it a little different order than I do, but, uh, that's great. Jordy, anything else? No, I think that's going to do it. Uh, all-star game. I'm pumped for it. It's my favorite of the four all-star type experiences. Um, but yeah, it's going to be a fun time. And, uh, go Sox. Yeah, that'll do it. Everybody go subscribe to the podcast, the bullpen cart, wherever you get your podcast, ThunderBLG on Twitter, Thunderbox Sports on Instagram, Facebook. But for my man, Greg Piatelli. Real quick. Go Team USA. Olympics coming up right around the corner. Let's go Team USA. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They'll, uh, we'll talk about Team USA. But for my man, Greg Piatelli, I am the G-Man, Jordy Canal. Have a great weekend. And let's go, Phil's baby. Beat up on those go socks. Go socks. Go socks. Go socks. Go socks.